Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We are here and we still don't have a baby. If you are listening to this and you still don't have a baby, you know what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> we've never, I mean, we've, we've been, we've been like sort of pregnant for like three days. Oh, that was a good time. Yeah, it was really. That was a real. I think I was home for one of those days. <sighs> for like an hour. For one of those days. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, Everybody, please leave your Apple Podcast reviews. It helps the podcast out quite a bit. Uh, subscribe if you haven't. If you're just listening to this and you're like, do I like this? Just lie to yourself and say yes and subscribe. That's a good idea. Um, don't forget, we have a Facebook group, uh, forward slash groups, forward slash Excellent Adventure. That's over at your Facebook.coms. Um, and they, the, some of the eggheads in the group got together and they're starting for the new year. They're starting a spinoff, um, like eating and eating well nutrition fitness group oh i love it that yeah it's great so 
by the time you hear this, it'll, you'll probably be able to just click on it as a linked group at the top of the page. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. Very exciting. If you yep. want to donate to the podcast or find more resources of the things we talk about on the podcast, you can go to excellentadventure.com. Well, it's not just donating. You also get two bonus episodes if you donate $10 a month. Oh, we don't do regular. It's just essentially we're just linking everybody to Patreon. Yeah. Guys, I mean, get, you, get something for your money. Yeah, exactly. Like, we look, we are appreciative and welcoming of any and all support. If you want to do a one time donation, you still theoretically could yep. via PayPal or something. Or Venmo. But, but you know what? If you want, you know, even if you just want to donate for one month and you want to get two back bonus episodes, go for it. Yeah, it's fun. And I think you get the backdated, right? We haven't figured that out yet. You might get a bunch. You might get all the ones we've already recorded, which would be quite a bang for your dollar mm-hmm. um, or your $10. Um, so, yeah, do that. Uh, you can go to Patreon, uh, look us up. Or for $5 a month, you get one bonus episode. That's right. Um, and follow us on Twitter, excellentpod.com. No, just... I always say that every time. <laughs> at excellentpod. Yeah. You can email us. Doria Matt at Gmail. And Matt and Dory at Gmail. And of course, our phone number is 413-461-BABY. We're recording this on New Year's Eve, 2017. What a year it's been. What a year. What a ride. It's been a real year of ups and downs. A lot of downs. But a lot of ups. A lot of ups. But like, you know... A lot of downs for the world. I feel like when you hit your late 30s, and, you know, I'm now out of my 30s. I haven't yet hit my late 30s yet. Uh, Okay, thanks. Uh, You're like, okay, my life is, like, more stable now. My 20s were, like, crazy. So many ups and downs. And I'm like, I feel like I'm being catapulted back into that (laughs) mindset, you know? Of the ups and downs? Of the ups and downs. I'm like ready for my life to be more stable. This is very strange how we're sitting next to each other. I said that before we started recording. Well, like the concept <laughs> of sitting here was not weird. It was just conceptually, guys, we're in a, we're in. We're in the guest room of the house we're renting in Palm Springs, which is set up sort of weirdly. Yeah. So essentially we're sitting. Next to each if other. If you can picture it, we uh, there was a bench in front of the bed, you know, as there is a lot of times. Uh, we pulled the bench and we're using the bed as a table, but we're both sitting on the bench. So we're next to each other, which is strange. I agree. Usually I make eye contact throughout the podcast. Right. I mean, I could sit on the bed. No, no, no. I just wanted to set the scene for everybody. I could I could sit up against the pillows and then we could look at each other. Uh, but I would be like above you. Yeah, and I'd fall asleep. You would fall asleep if I were on the bed. Yeah, I would think about how comfortable you were and I would sleep. Oh. I'm very tired. That's weird. Um Yeah. So we are on vacation this week instead of doing a retrieval. Yeah. Um which worked out for us because we got to have a vacation and it worked out for our doctor because she is in uh Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Yeah. Are you, how are you feeling about 2018 versus 2017? I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I guess I'm, uh, afraid of it. Yeah. I'm always afraid of it. I'm afraid of my phone making noises during podcasts. Sorry, everybody. I didn't mean for that to happen. Good news, though. Something, 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 football. Oh. Yeah. Um, do you think 2018 is going to be as emotionally draining as 2017? Yes. Do you think it will be more emotionally draining? Yes. 
I just want to prepare myself. For us or the world? Mm, I'm talking about us right now. Oh. Mm. But we're affected by what happens in the world. Yeah, I think it's going to be... Uh, listen, I have high hopes for next year. Um, but, you know, I always like to prepare for the worst. Right. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Yeah. I just... Like, if we're in the same place at this time next year, <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. There's a very high probability that we'll be in Palm Springs again without a baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to die. Yeah. Well, by then we could probably get two uh, two rounds in. I mean, like, we were here last year, and I feel like we were, like, sure I was going to be pregnant mm. we're I, I don't think i've ever been sure you were going to be pregnant it just seemed except it, for the first time we did it right it just seemed crazy it just seemed impossible like after the first after the first failure then i just came to expect failure all the time yeah so like when we go and try to do a transfer uh, and it doesn't work it's kind of like eh, right we kind of expected that yeah so. We've been with a 10-month-old this whole week. Mm-hmm. Who's a, he's a great baby. Yeah, he's a good baby. He's really at like peak baby. Right, because he's like right before he starts walking. And talking. Because then that's toddling. Right. Like he can't really communicate except by like screaming. Yeah. High pitch. High pitch shrieks. Yeah. But that's all he knows how to do. That's all he knows how to do. That's all he knows how to do. Good baby, though. Great baby. Uh, great parents. If you want to hear the story of this baby, you can go back to last year's episode in Palm Springs where we talked to Mark and Chris. And if you want to hear their previous trials and tribulations, you can go back to two years ago. No, no, no. Isn't that what it happened? No. We did our first episode with them was just with Mark. This time last year, Chris was sick. Yeah. Did, then and, we did an episode and then we did another episode of them after Michael was born where at their house oh i didn't remember that I yeah thought we just always had done it in palm springs no two so years ago we hadn't even done this podcast yet oh <laughs> first of all and second of all we weren't in palm springs two years ago i have memories of doing podcasts yeah every year oh no Mm-mm. that didn't happen okay um but yeah you can listen to the my two dads episode and then uh, i think the other one's just called my two dads return yeah um, and you can hear about how uh, this 10-month-old child was created. It's very exciting. It's a, it's a laborious up and down story. A lot of ups and downs. With a happy ending and a happy baby. Yes, indeed. So we should all be so lucky. When you spend when you spend this much time with a small child, or you know, I guess you did at Thanksgiving too, mm-hmm. does it make you think about parenting at all? Um. Yes, but it also makes me think about the lack of sleep right. that one would get as a parent. Yeah. Is that your biggest concern? Yes, 100%. Mm. No other concerns. Okay. I feel like I'll be fine. All right. I'll be a fine dad. Okay. It's not going to be a problem. Okay. I'll let the baby do whatever the baby wants to do. Wait, what? Yep. Uh-oh. That's how you be a good dad. Oh, no. Let that baby do what it needs to do. Uh-oh. <laughs> If you want to be a baby over there, go be a baby over there. <laughs> as long as it's not a fire, you're good. All right. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully our baby likes guitars as much as their Michael baby. Michael loves guitars. Yeah. It's crazy. So. They got him a little ukulele and he's like obsessed with it. Yeah, he's been playing it all morning. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's, uh, it's interesting being around a baby. Um, I feel like babies always really like you. They do. I have, you know, I'm, I have a natural way about me that's so uh, baby-like. <laughs> uh, our, babies, nie- our niece called you Uncle Baby. Babies just think I'm giant versions of them. Is that what beards. it is? I think that's what it is. They're like, oh, a big one. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah, because I have those baby eyes, you know? I have like giant eyes, like a baby. I guess you kind of do. Yeah. So babies are like, hello, fellow baby. Let's communicate like babies. Uh, but th- do you think they're confused as to why you're like walking and talking? I think they just think I'm a toddler. Oh, big toddler. Yeah. <laughs> Who's like, drives. They're like, oh, he's like, he's like 11 months old. <laughs> you're kind of, you're more like an 18 month old. Yeah, I feel, uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm an 18 month old that wears a size 48 regular suit. Um, where were we? We were just in baby land, right? Yeah. So, new year, new, new year. me. Yep. Let's see. Do you have any resolutions? I'm so bad at resolutions. I don't think I've ever kept one. Maybe you're setting them too high. I like made a resolution never to see Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, and that has worked out so far. See, I think that's actually a really good resolution <laughs> because it's achievable. So, you should set the. You should set. I guess the bar. for next year, my my resolution is to not see Justice League. Okay. Wow. How about that, everybody? Great. Good job. <laughs> seems, um, seems achievable. Yeah. And then I just want to like uh, talk to someone about Star Wars. So if you want to talk about Star Wars with me, give me a call. Leave a voicemail. Should we talk about how your schedule is about to get crazy again? I feel like we we talk about my schedule way too much. I think. Okay. I feel bored by it. All and right. I hope that the listeners uh, are only a little bit less bored by it. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm going back to New York starting next week. After Trek's coming back. After guys. Trek will be back for six weeks. Um, so I'll be in New York every weekend again. Yep. For six weeks. And then two more weeks of the Goldbergs. And then a hiatus that, you know, potentially could last forever or not. I don't know. I hope it doesn't last forever. We're renewed, so we'll be back for season six. Hopefully, I will also be back. Yes. I'm going to have a contract, so. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I just like to, every every season I'm on a show, I like to expect to get fired. Just so I don't get disappointed. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not really living the secret, though. What do you do? How do you live the secret? You, like, speak your, you manifest things. You speak your goals into existence. Oh, Aston Martin. So like right, DB11. You're like speaking your failure into existence. Oh, I want an Aston Martin. DB11. <laughs> that's not really a Is that is that how the secret works? I mean <laughs> Well, you know, you can put one on your vision board. You can put a baby on my vision board too. Yep. 
a, a toddler. I'm making everyone here make vision boards. Yeah, guys, we're making vision boards and doing a tarot reading. Yep. So it's gonna be great. It's gonna be really something. I can't wait. Uh, and then you know maybe I'll go talk about Star Wars on the uh, Patreon bonus episode. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Someone help me. Anyway, okay, All that's right. enough about us. Yeah. Let's get into it, guys. Let's get into the in vitro fertilization life that we're all living that ivf life that ivf ml can you believe it oh boy oh boy all right uh should i start sure okay this is from anonymous anonymous says i'm doing it i paused the podcast oh i love when people do that to reply to the listener with the irregular cycles Here's my story. When I was 30, I had a very large fibroid discovered at my yearly checkup. We're talking bowling ball size. I'm sorry? We're talking bowling ball size. Like duck pin? I know. I had the same thought. Like candle pin ball or right. a bowling, or bowling like ball? Like a legit bowling I feel like ball. she means legit bowling ball. Oh, my gosh. Right? Okay. My doctor implied it could have grown so large thanks to the hormonal birth control I was taking. After that bad boy was removed, I decided to stay away from hormonal birth control. For five years, I kept track of my cycles via an app, and they were all over the place. Some were only 24 days. Others were 35 or more days. Occasionally, I would skip one. However, I was able to spontaneously conceive both children when I was 37 and 39. I did discover I tend to ovulate early. And the trick that worked for us was lots of sex between days eight and 12 of ovulation. Hmm. I just want to add that I'm a huge fan of this podcast. You may be wondering why a lady of, quote, advanced maternal age with two spontaneous pregnancies would listen. Mostly, I've been a Matt Myra fan for years, of course. thank you. That's so sweet. But I have other, I have a lot of other reasons too. Those five years without birth control were rough. Just before the surgery, I had broken up with my fiance, been laid off from my job, and I had to move to a different state to live with my parents. I was very lonely, and I was sure kids were not going to be reality for me thanks to my age and reproductive complications. I became very interested in science babies and all the other ways people end up having children because I was sure I was going to have a hard time. Hmm. While I was lucky in the long run, I've never stopped thinking about everyone out there working so hard to make their family dreams a reality. Infertility has affected so many of my close friends, and I want to thank you for sharing your story with all of us. I think it has made me a better friend by reminding me to skip the complaining about wild kids and rough pregnancies because there are so many who would give their right arm to throw up every day for 40 weeks to have a baby of their own. Well... Dory, would you throw up every day for 40 weeks to have a baby of your own? That sounds horrible. Would you do it? I guess I would. Not no. happily, but I would. I think you're speaking that into uh, happening. Oh my God, you tricked me. I tricked you into the secret. <gasps> I tricked you into vomiting. That is so mean. Um, thank you, and I'm wishing both wishing you both so much luck. Anonymous, thank you so much. I'm very curious as to how this bowling ball uh, fibroid was hanging out in there. Yeah. What is the did did it shove all did your it, other organs out of the way? How did it feel? Were you like constantly in pain? So many questions. A lot of questions. A lot of questions. And great job breaking up with that fiance. Yep. And sorry you got laid off. But I think it all worked out in the end. So thank you. Maybe she spoke some things into existence. Yes. You know? Maybe she did. Uh, we have one from Sarah. It says, Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm listening to episode 64, and I have to answer to AJ's egg signal. I, too, was on birth control from age 19 to 30 when my husband and I thought about starting a family. My cycles were crazy after going off, as were 
the hormonal mood swings. I even had several ovarian cysts rupture and thought I had endometriosis due to severe uh, pain, never officially diagnosed with endo. Hence all the years of birth control. I, uh, it got so bad, I had to go on progesterone once to induce a period after 70 days without a period. Oof. I'm a hypochondriac, and I was paranoid I would have fertility issues, as several of my friends took two-plus years to get pregnant. I was also an avid listener to your podcast, and I've been a nerdist listener from the start. Long story short, I would tell AJ to pee on the ovulation sticks, like Dory mentioned, and get used to monitoring the weather conditions in your strike zone. Yeah! A.K.A. fluids and mucus. And only then, panic. After two years of letting my hormones adjust and never having a normal regular period, I was able to get pregnant without any medical intervention. Thanks for the podcast and hope you had a good vacation. I almost read that as medical innovations, Ooh. which would be a lovely pavilion at Epcot. Medical innovations. Sure. Innoventions. Okay. With like animatronic, an animatronic show? There'd be like an animatronic IVF doctor. Ooh. Like the first doctor's like, we're going to put so many embryos in you. It's like the arcade. You're traveling through time. Uh You're traveling through IVF time. Oh, so it's like a 10 year long thing. It's like a, no, it starts in the 80s. Oh, I see. It's the story of IVF. And then they get like, it's like Spaceship Earth, you know, when Uh you start with like how people communicated with the storytellers and then like, you know, eventually you get to computers and the internet. Yep. Cool. Um, Guys, if you'd like to hang out with me and make up Disney rides, please listen to the Patreon bonus episode. <laughs> um, should we play voicemail? My wife is so mean. Anyway, go ahead. Should we play voicemail? I guess so. Are you ready? I No, actually, we're not ready. Okay. I would have to stop. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so sh- we should wait maybe? Yeah, let's wait till after the break. All right. Good deal. Wait, how many voicemails do we have? Four. All right, let's get to a voicemail right now, everybody. Hey, Dory and Matt. This is Aaron Gudge calling yet again. Oh, hey, Aaron. I was just listening to you uh, read an email about the French movie director producer who's 24 and wants to have a baby, but was wondering if oh, he's right. funny or not, and the whole career oh, yes, thing that yes. goes along with that. And I just think it's really interesting that nobody ever mentions in any of these stories why it's only the mom who has to deal with the concept of juggling a career and a child. And um, I just kind of want to point that out. I know you guys are both um, big into, you know, equal rights for men and women. And it's one of the things that drives me absolutely crazy because I have a lot of very successful friends. I am pretty successful in my career as well. And we've all noticed that nobody ever asks their spouses, like, oh, how do you manage this great job and having kids? Because I have four kids. Um, and I would ask um, you. I do it, but nobody ever asks my husband how he does it. They're always like, oh, how do you get that done? How do you do this? How do you do that? And uh, Or like, don't you feel guilty being away from your kids? And nobody's ever asked him that question. So, um, it's just, uh, I got the bee in my bonnet to go all old-timey on you. Um, so I just wanted to, to bring that up because 
perhaps in a couple of years, if she decides she wants to have kids with her current partner, um, maybe that's how it would work out. Wow. It ended. Well, that's an interesting uh, point that we don't talk about. I mean, I, you know, Aaron, I, talk to, I feel you on this. This is a bee in my bonnet as well. We must have gotten the same bonnet. I talk to people at work all the time about their uh, kids. How and many How many of the men have, uh, there's no one gay at your work, right? Um, Every, everyone is in a, that heter- has a child is in a heterosexual coupling that has a child. Yeah. Correct. So the men yeah. who have female spouses, mm-hmm. how many of their female spouses also work full time? Full time? Yeah. One. Right. Rachel. Yeah. Dan's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Hang on. Let me think. Mm, is that true? Yeah, 100%. Okay, and here's my That's next it. question. Uh, Annie, though. Okay, but here's... Flips it. Right. Yeah. Oh, does her spouse work? Uh, here and there. But he doesn't work full-time? No. I have come to realize... Yes. Having two people work full-time is very difficult with children. Totally. But Aaron does it. Yeah, I know. I didn't know Aaron. I didn't know you had four children. I just knew you had the dogs. This is this is blowing my mind right now. Yes. Um, no, this is something I think about all the time. And it really upsets me. And I see a lot of women I know who formerly had careers and successful careers and they don't make like the conscious choice it seems, but they like go on maternity leave and then they're like, well, maybe I'll just freelance for a while or, you know, go back part time. And then like gradually they either stop working altogether Mm -hmm. or they're like semi working. And look, this is obviously in a very privileged environment where people don't have to work. There are a lot of people who don't have the choice. Um, but in the socioeconomic, uh, I guess, milieu that I am familiar with, this is what has been happening, and it is very depressing. Mm. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't know. Listen, honey, if you start raking it in, yeah. and you need me to stay home. Yeah. Delighted. Really? Sure. Really? I think so. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, as long as I could, like, give you the kid during the weekend and I get to go somewhere. (laughs) Okay, but if the situation were reversed, do I get to give you the kid on the weekend? Yeah, I would want to spend time with the child. And I could just peace out. Yeah, you could peace out. Go get a massage or whatever. Do whatever you need to do. Hmm. I mean, for me, it'd be like, I'd need to go to 7-Eleven. Constantly. (laughs) I gotta go to Seven Eleven. I'll see you later. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, it's it, it is interesting. It is also something I didn't really make note of until right. until I think maybe Dory pointed it out. Mm-hmm. It's a bee that's been in my bonnet too. Yeah, no, literally. I'm like thinking 
of the entire entire writing staff. Daisy, I think of the whole writing Daisy staff. Daisy and her husband both work full time. Yes. That's true. Yes. They do juggle. It's hard, right? Well, there's a lot of phone tagging that's happening yeah. between babysitters and, yep. and you know, if one of them has to stay late, but then the other one has to stay late, it's, it yeah. becomes a nightmare. Yep, 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 yep. And someone, my my worry is that it often ends up being the woman who has to make the sacrifice. It's like, if they both have to stay late, is it usually the woman who goes home or is it the man? You know what I mean? What does that mean? No, I don't know what that means. I think you both stay late regardless of what your children are doing. Okay. That's how it works on right. TV. Okay. Good. Great. Your 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 great your nanny you can, just gets overtime. You can both stay late. That's that's how it works. Okay. Good. There's rarely a, a run home that happens. Yeah. Especially when, you know, people live in Studio City and work at Sony. Yeah, that's rough. There's no there's no run home that takes four hours. Yep. Round trip. Yep. Um Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's that's the it's an interesting point. It is. How I don't understand the how do you make it work though, her question of asking men how they make it how do they make it what work. She's just saying that men don't get asked that question. That women do. Like oh, like women no, I ask. that women who work full time, it's like I ask how, how do, do you do it? I ask. And women, you know what else women get? If women are out at night, women get, who's watching the kids? And men don't get that. That's not true. I ask all the time. Like if I see like Chris or something out or whatever, I'm like, who's got the kid? Really? You ask that? Yeah. Okay, good. I do, 100%. You are woke. (laughs) I am. I'm not. Okay. This is from Mike and Stephanie. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, Matt and Dory. Mike and Stephanie writing back. We ask about Fragile X. <laughs> First off, I had to resist writing back immediately to chase the dragon, which is Mr. Myra's sultry voice reading my words. Well, there you go. Dory was right. We were talking about PGD, and Matt's guess of Winnipeg wasn't too bad. We live in the city that rhymes with fun, Regina. since we wrote to you we went through retrieval got two eggs and one fertilized we did a day three transfer and had an extended two-week wait due to the holidays somehow we've managed to dodge the odds and our first blood test has resulted in a positive that's amazing we get results from our next test on tuesday here's hoping things develop if things work out we will be following up with our genetic counselor to check on gender Hmm. While this has been and continues to be a difficult journey, I just wanted to pass along my deepest thanks to you for creating a support system that has helped me keep, that has helped keep me from sinking into despair. My posts have been met with kindness and honesty. I found myself amazed at how quickly people responded. The one time I cried during this process was with relief that there were others out there going through the same thing and willing to share their own struggles with me. Mm. I've tried to become more active to help others in the same way or to just post pictures of golden sperm slash balloons. He's talking about in the Facebook group, by the way. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, never underestimate how much of an impact your podcast has had on others. We've joined Patreon to help support. Thank you for oh. all you've done and continue to do. Thank you. Mike and Stephanie. Listen, Aww. my sultry voice can read your words whenever you want. <laughs> you just you just let me know. You need me to read a voicemail. Just say the word. Yeah. You record something for you. I'm happy to do it. No, that's very sweet. And we're glad we could be helpful. And I'm crossing my fingers for you guys. Um, I... Yeah, please keep us posted. Yeah, please do. I'm sure you will in the Facebook group. Literally posted. <laughs> well, is that figuratively posted? Yeah. Because you're not really posting anything. That's, it's not like you're posting a sign. That's true. But they call it posting. Yeah. Meh. Okay. A lot of questions I have so for many. these Facebook folks who mm-hmm. ruin everything. Yep. Including society. <laughs> uh, this is from Anonymous. Hi, Dory and Matt. Thank you so much for the podcast and for being so open about your infertility journey. I've listened from the beginning. Also a TNC fan to get some camaraderie as we have also unsuccessfully been trying to produce a science baby. I have a question to you and your community as I approach my next and final cycle. Oh, boy. If anyone else proceeding with another cycle, is anyone else proceeding with another cycle so they feel they have tried everything and yet have no hope, truly, that the next cycle will work? As a background, I'm 40.5 years old. Oh, we're like the same age. Yep, and have just found out I have endometriosis. Both the advanced maternal age and endo have combined to give me shit quality eggs, as evidenced by my last cycle. No healthy embryos from six eggs and over 30 unsuccessful natural cycles. Aye. 30? I mean, that just means they, you know, they tried doing it thirty for 30 months. That's a lot of doing it. Yeah. Uh, husband is as fit as a fiddle. I've, oh, it's not me. Uh, I've had one natural conception, which ended in a miscarriage, and this nearly broke me. I think the brutal truth is time has run out for me slash us. So we are we throwing another 13,000 pounds sterling at this rather than three weeks in a five-star luxury in San, uh, Santorini as we can't quite face up to the dream of having our own family being over yet without hitting my crappy ovaries up another time. I know I will have to move on soon and build a different life, but I'm also afraid of the pain that is coming and the deep, unrelenting guilt I carry for not trying to start a family earlier when more time to work out the problem might have helped. Parenthetical, egg donation is not a route we want to go down, and while I don't want to start another debate about adoption, that is not something we will be pursuing. Hey, we get it. Anyway, all the best to you for your next cycle. You have people around the globe rooting for you. And thanks for all you do to open the infertility discussion up. Enjoy your break over the new year. Definitely the right call. Thank you. That's from Anonymous. Honey, what, how do you feel about this? I, I feel you. I feel you is what I feel. And... You didn't mention anything about therapy, but I would get thee to a therapist so you can work out some of the some of these feelings that you have. Um, and if and when you do have to move on to building a different life, I think having a therapist there to help you work through that would be helpful. Maybe even, I think, actually, in your case, group therapy might be helpful, too, just to talk about this stuff with people who have gone through it or who are going through it. Yeah. 
Um, it's really fucking hard. I mean, I don't have any great advice. I've just like, I'm also just, I periodically just try to picture like what are, what the sort of different paths of our lives might look like. And one of them is no kids and like four bows. I mean, it's sounds like an adorable life. I know they're so cute. Full of all these doggies. Full of all these doggies on Prozac. <laughs> well, we have like of, a Prozac well, farm. Any of these doggies be allowed on the bed? No. None? No, we'll have like little beds for all of them. Oh, that sounds like a crazy person's house. Well, our, we'll probably... Have a dog room? Have a, Yeah, we'll have a dog room. Oh, God. Where they'll have so like sad. a dog gym. Yeah, sure. And Bo will be like king of the dogs because uh-huh. he'll be like the oldest. And they'll be like, Bo, how do we get them to give us more food? And he'll be like, kids, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> you get two balls, that's it. <laughs> Sometimes you get greenies and treats if you do stuff. <laughs> And if they don't want to finish their food, sometimes you get stuff. Oh, but only if it has no onions in it. That's right. And no cocoa. And yeah, no chocolate. Um, no, look, I mean, yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you, when you had a vision for not just how you wanted your life to be, but sort of like how you were sure your life was going to be, because why wouldn't it? And to have to sort of reckon with it. Did you have a vision for how your life was going to be? I did not. That's exactly what I thought. But I think that for someone who did, this might be especially hard. Yeah, I would also caution you in in your complete and utter negativity toward what you're doing. That feeling that you're having of utter hopelessness. Yeah. Um, It's fair, but it might not totally be helpful. But that's why I think she should talk to a therapist. Yeah. Because just being told it's not helpful doesn't really help, I think. No, of course not. But It's like when people are like, if you talk about being depressed, they're like, snap out of it. <laughs> just take a walk. Just Depression's all in your mind. Just take a walk outside, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. Yeah. You know what? If you want to lose weight, just eat less. <laughs> right. Uh, it's that kind of advice. Just eat less and work out. It's so easy. <laughs> Anyone can do it. Um, I just noticed you're wearing a pair of the socks I got you for Christmas. I'm wearing some Christmas socks, everybody. Um, Yeah, so I, I, my heart goes out to you. I hope you, I wish you the best of luck with this next cycle. And if it doesn't work out, then I think take a break, take some time yourself. If you can still afford it, go to, go to the five-star luxury in Santorini (laughs) And uh, be kind to yourself. That's all. That's that's what I. That's what I say. That's my. I think that's my mantra for 2018. Be kind to yourself. Yeah, it's not a bad mantra. I find that a lot of my depression and anxiety stems from not being kind enough to myself. What do you mean? Like being hard on myself. Oh, where does mine come from? food it all comes from food for me but what is the what is the underlying thing that makes you want to eat the food that's what that's what i feel like you haven't figured out uh anxiety and boredom mm-hmm. but where is that where is that coming from whatever is- part of the brain is affected when you take vitamins <laughs> whatever that part of the brain is okay Guys, I'm trying to get Vivance from a doctor. So, if you're an MD and you'd like to 
have an appointment with me over Skype. This sounds illegal. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a GP, I'm looking for a new GP. You can be wherever you want to be. As long as you can write a prescription. Anyway. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. You wanted to play a voicemail. I, I did. And you know what? I didn't listen to these voicemails <laughs> oh, before. <boy>. Could be anything. <laughs> before the episode. So <laughs> we're all going to be surprised. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Hey, Matt and Dory, this is Abby. Um, I'm only like seven episodes into your podcast. A friend of mine recommended it to, that we listen to it. And I just wanted to let you know I really have enjoyed listening to everything that you guys have shared. My husband and I have been trying to get pregnant for um, just over two and a half years at this point. We've had four rounds of failed IUI, both with natural cycle and um, with medication. And our next step is IVF, which we were hoping to start in January. Um, oh. But just after 
realizing our insurance doesn't cover anything, like anything. So, um, we have to put it off for a little bit just until we can save. Um, it's yeah. going to be like 25000 just $25,000 to $30,000. You guys know all of that. I'm not really talking about <laughs> um, I guess I just wanted to say thank you so much for um, being so open and um, just being so open. Like, it's it's been really refreshing and um, I know you guys have said on the podcast before that people, you know, this isn't something that people talk about very much. And when they do, there's this kind of like clandestine aura around it. And nobody likes to talk money. And I just appreciate how transparent y'all have been with the costs and um, just everything involved in the process because is that something that we're looking forward to? And I mean that we're anticipating that like we're really looking forward to. <laughs> right. um, but as we anticipate that in the next few months, sort of knowing what to expect realistically and hearing how you guys are processing that, um, it helps to take a little bit of the fear and the anxiety out of the anticipation. Um, so thank you guys so much. We really appreciate mm-hmm. it. And also, I think I would love your dog, Bo, because me and my dog, Lily, we're, we're in the car right now listening to your podcast. So my dog, Lily, says hi. Hope you guys are having oh. a great day. We miss Bo. Abby, Aww. thank you so much and what welcome. What a nice surprise voicemail. You have seven. You have, uh, you have 50, so many episodes. You have 57 more episodes to get through. Oh, boy. 58, actually, because this one's going to go up. And I think they're, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, 58. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God. Oh, boy, Abby. You got a long road ahead of you before you hear this voicemail. I don't know if you're going to feel the same about our podcast after you listen to 58 more episodes of it. Yeah, it's like, guys, come on. What are you doing? Yeah. You've done nothing. Why are you still talking? Stop talking. That's how we feel. Abby, thank you for that. That was the That was very nice. Especially when I didn't know what was coming. That's true. Could yeah. have been anything. It could have been anything. Andy and I sometimes get very aggressive voicemails. Really? Yeah. Like mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Occasionally. Like I hate your podcast. There's one guy that that calls in just to be mean to Andy, which I find oh, delightful. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Would you like to read a greetings from Shrewsbury? I would. Uh, this is from anonymous in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning, even before my husband and I were even thinking about trying for a baby. Isn't that crazy? We've been doing it long enough that now we have people who started listening when they were like, man, this is kind of interesting. And like now they're like in the throes of IVF. It's really, uh, boy time, huh? Yeah. Time. It's crazy. The ever-flowing river. That's how Jurassic Park River adventure starts. Anyway, go ahead. Um, Okay. I had no reason to suspect I would need IVF at that point, but I recently found out I carried the genetic mutation MTHFR. C677T. After I got my 23andMe test results back. Turns out I'm Irish, German, and part mutant. Yay. (laughs) Anyway, after Googling Facebooking, it looks like this gene mutation is linked to a lot of birth defects and pregnancy issues. I believe it's worth checking into for anyone out there suffering from unexplained miscarriages or infertility. Hmm. I don't want to bore you with the mutation details, but I've sufficiently freaked myself out since my husband and I want to start trying this month. I'm a researcher by nature. So I've been trying to deep dive into what this means for my own health and the health of a baby. But I keep coming across conflicting information. You're always going to get that. I have a doctor's appointment with my primary next week, but I don't think she is well versed in genetics and will probably send me to a specialist to follow up. Have you heard about the MTHF? I feel like there's probably a pronunciation of this like motherfucker honey c earn that explicit tag seven seven t mutation or perhaps other listeners might be able to chime in any insight would be appreciated up oh, the egg signal's going out if you have mthfr c677t 
Holler. Holler at We've us. We've definitely talked about this mutation before, but I wonder if the C677T is like a, has particular characteristics. Um, you know, it's Dory and I did uh, 23andMe. Uh, I think we've talked about doing it on the podcast. If that's does that sound familiar? Something we've talked about? Yeah, I think we. I mean, I always talk about how I got my results back, and I was like ninety nine percent Jew. Oh, we were ninety nine point eight percent Ashkenazi Jew. Yeah, I was uh, like, oh, there was no deviation. So here's here's I'm twenty eight point two percent Iberian. That's the largest uh, largest. We're talking about Spain, Portugal. Uh, yes, correct. That is that is true. So, you know, I'm I'm mostly European. Yep. I, essentially. Oh, Iberian and Italian. Yeah. So this is like all things that we knew about me. However. Oh, for your most recent ancestor for each population. Ashkenazi Jew. Oh, it's most likely that I had a fourth great-grandparent or a fifth great-grandparent <gasps> sixth grade grandparent or seventh grade or greater grandparent who was a hundred percent ashkenazi jew so this person was likely born between 1710 and 1800 oh how cool so wait and you have a little native american in you oh do i ever uh again between 1710 and 1800 uh here's my guess on that uh ancestor from spain came over and raped a native american oh god that's my thought on how that happened what is yakut uh well let's talk about the yakut I don't know what a Yakut is. What is Yakut? I got to tell you, between 1710 and 1800, someone in my family was getting around. (laughs) And it's almost positively my mother's side. Um, You have some Balkan. You have some West African. You have some North African. You have some Central and South African. Yeah, so I have a fourth, uh, third, fourth, or fifth great grandparent who was 100% West African. Cool. Um. And then I had a second great-grandparent or a third great-grandparent or a fourth. Again, someone born between 1770 and 1860 who was 100% British and Irish. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then again, I had 100%. There was 100% Iberian rolling around in there and 100% Italian in there. Mm Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what this is literally what this is. So is one this of is your my, that's your this dad's. Is, this is my dad's side, right? Totally. And then the Italian is your mom's side. And the Italian is my grandmother. And then I feel like this mix of people is all due to my uh, mother's father. Oh, his side of the family, the Portuguese. Oh, yeah. So all this, my yeah, my grandmother was one hundred percent Spanish and. Well, Cuban. So you are 80, you're like 89% European. And then you're 7.6% Sub-Saharan African. Yes. And then you are 1.8% East Asian and Native American. I bet Yakut is like, I want to look that up. Yakut's over here. Oh, like Siberia. It's West Asia. I mean, East Asia. Northeast Asia. Northeast Asia. Siberia. That's what I said. The Yakut language belongs to the Siberian branch of the Turkic languages. It's very exciting. That is exciting. So, yeah. It's literally, but I'm half, well, I mean, I always thought I was half, and I assume I'm half, What? but I'm not half. I'm 30%. What? Uh, Spanish. Oh, oh, oh. 
So I don't know where the mix the, the mix in came. Fascinating. And I have uh, I have fewer variants of Neanderthal than eighty eight percent of the people. And what about your? Uh, where's like your your guys? I'm predispos- predisposed to way more than average. <laughs> Can you believe it? Oh. Lactose intolerant, likely intolerant. Well, incorrect. I can throw down milk with the best of them. Uh, I am likely to weigh more on a high saturated fat diet. I'm not likely to flush on alcohol. A caffeine consumption not determined. Well, I'll help you out, 23andMe. <laughs> I can take a fuck ton of caffeine. Deep sleeper. What would you say I am? Less likely to be a deep sleeper. Once you're asleep, you are in a deep sleep. Uh, my muscle composition is common in elite power athletes oh boy (laughs) (laughs) you know it's true i can almost lift a car uh really i'm very strong yeah you are very strong i don't but like it would be a small car like a smart car i could probably oh okay what about a mini if it had like the harness from like the world's strongest man competition and i was using mostly my legs sure i could lift a mini cooper okay if we want to prove this come on over (laughs) if you have a mini cooper and if you're if you know a good welder <laughs> and someone who makes large chains. <laughs> well, what I was looking for was what your genetic disease carrier things right, are. Which we didn't this was a weird twenty three and me subplot we just went out on. It um is. but I'm trying to let me see if I can get you. I should be able to get you. Yeah, I think we're connected, aren't we? I thought we were connected. Hmm. I haven't gone on twenty three and me in a long time. Well, there's always new data being happening. Uh, let me go back here for one second. All right. Um, in the meantime, I think I'm going to... Uh, oh, God. Someone's trying to FaceTime me. Oh, dear. Who's FaceTiming you? <laughs> My sister. <laughs> um, Would you like to come on this podcast? <laughs> Talk about IVF? She'd have a great time. Oh. Um, okay. Sorry, everyone. Uh, should we... Usually, Dory yells at me for that kind of thing. Uh, early hair loss. Likely no <laughs> hair loss. Huh, thank God. <laughs> Likely detached earlobes. You got that right. Eye color. Likely brown or hazel. Yeah. I did it. Wait, no, I want to know about your genetic diseases. My ring fingers likely longer. Nope. Then what? I don't know. Uh, what does that mean longer oh then index fingers yeah your ring finger is longer than your index finger look at it oh yeah for sure yeah people's some people aren't mine are like the same size grody (laughs) honey that's gross okay i think i think we should move on i'm sorry everybody but this 23 and me is out of control where is your genetic report? Uh, I, I'm actually genetically perfect. No, you're not. You had one thing. What is it? I don't remember. A lot of people are inviting me. Some people are sending me messages. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? She's like, I'm your sister. <laughs> be cool. I love when that happens. Uh, do I have, who's the closest relative? Uh, oh, you just passed it. Frederick Foster. No, this is fake. Oh, that's fake. fake. <laughs> like, what? Who's that? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, anyway. God. Here we go. Guys, okay. If you want to hear more of this, <laughs> tune over to the uh, 
Patreon. The Patreon bonus episode will just be us it's talking now about so many twenty three and me <laughs> and Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is from Eleanor. Eleanor. She says, "Hi, Dorian, Matt. Just wanted to offer a slightly different perspective." For the emailer who wondered when they'll be rich enough and ready to have kids. You'll never be rich enough or ready. IVF or non-science babies alike. Obviously, there are some life situations that you really would not want to bring new life into. But no matter how much money you have in the bank or how ready you think you are, nothing can really prepare you for having a baby or the process of getting one. Me and my boyfriend accidentally conceived our daughter when I was 25. Not super young, but certainly not the done thing amongst my well-educated, career-driven peers. We decided to go for it anyway, scrambled around for nine months to get a life suitable for child-rearing set up, and now two years later, we continue to figure it out day by day. It's the greatest joy of our lives. Our late 30s friends with cars, careers, and mortgages were, if possible, even more thrown by the huge adjustment of having a child. They were so used to having total control of their life and a sense of self that the massive changes baby-rearing brings really threw them for a loop. For me, even though I also struggled, being at an early point in my career meant I had more flexibility. I had a job I used to love, had a baby, and went on the UK's generous maternity leave. Oh. Mm. See, I feel like that's where things differ. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, if you're 25 in the, in the US and you have a baby, you don't have a generous maternity leave. No, you don't. You're pretty fucked. Yeah, that's true. When I came back to my job, I realized that the organization was really hierarchical, didn't really value my opinion, and had no use for the confidence and skills I was learning every day being a mum. I left, got a new, better-paid job, and have no regrets. This is not an advertisement for having kids young, or an advertisement, right? as she might say, but just reassurance that if it's something you want, you can and will figure it out at any age or financial situation. You will change beyond measure when you have a child in ways you could never have expected. Your child will constantly change in ways you don't anticipate. It will be hard. The perception that you need to wait for the perfect time to have a baby holds so many people back. There's no right way to do it, but whatever way you choose will be right for you. Eleanor from England. Hmm. These maternity leaves, that paternity leaves sometimes even that other countries have. Oh, it's crazy. Like Finland. I mean, Scandinavia is just so civilized. They really are. I know. Do you know why they are so civilized? Their lack of uh, getting involved in conflicts that don't involve their country. They also have a a, a very high tax rate that's, that is good, in my opinion, because it supports all these social programs. Well, it's also like, you know, they write you a speeding ticket based on your income. They do? Yeah. That's amazing. Like the head of like the the CEO of Nokia got uh, had to pay a seventy five thousand dollars speeding ticket. Oh my god! Just because it was based on his. Oh my god, that's income. amazing. Yeah, it might have even been a m- more, but yeah. Why don't we live in Finland? Like, I don't think they want us. Yeah, they probably don't. You're Jewish and I'm fat. Finnish is also really hard to learn. It's one of the hardest language for languages for native English speakers. Yeah, to I learn. spent a week there. And I uh, had a great time listening to them. But also, they're all there. Every single one of them speaks English better than I do. Mm. Yeah, that uh, happens. Guys, let's all go to Finland. Okay. Do we have any listeners in Finland? Are you there? Can you come hang out? I thought we did. Right. I feel like we've heard from a Finnish listener. Well, we're not finished yet. Boo. Oh. If you 
want to unsubscribe from this podcast. I understand. <laughs> Subscribe to Forever 35, Dory Shafrir's new podcast that features no me. That's Forever 35, no space between Forever and 35. Yeah, I feel like I kind of screwed you guys with that. You did? Yeah. Oh, because you said don't put a space in? Yeah, because it'd be good for social. I actually wonder if it will come up. Did you tag it? Yes, oh, I did. Yeah, you'll, you'll be fine. Guys, Dory's searching for Forever 35 and seeing if the podcast comes up. Yes! Which it does. Yes! Because I'm a genius. Matt said, add a tag that's Forever 35 with a space, and I did. So that people can search it. I had We changed the name of this podcast. It's now an IVF journey. Yeah, because people couldn't find it. Oh, look. You're not even alphabetical? What? I feel like you should be the lead dog there. No offense to Kate. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I put Kate first. Well, that's true. I put Matt Gorley first. Yeah. We're so generous. I know. We're great people. We're um, really terrific. Guys, you should all be friends with us. <laughs> if you like Forever 35. Oh, you are not you are not explicit, huh? What? Your tag. You're not you're not a no. podcast that swears. No, you know, I took it off. Because you didn't want because I also realize we are not explicit. You're just not going to swear. I don't think so. Um, All right. I'm gonna, and if we do, I'll put an explicit tag on a, on an episode. All right. Whatever the fuck you feel like doing. This podcast, though, Buckle we can up. get filthy. Oh yeah. Whoop, whoop. What? What did you just click on? For fashion and beauty. Oh, fash boots. We're number seven. All right. Well, someday you'll take down Lily Pebbles and Anna Navarro. I made up the last name. I have no idea what the last name is. Anna Newton. So not close. Nope. Okay. You guys not do great pods. You look like you're in Oh, a, they're British. You look like you're in a lovely flat that needs painting on the wall. Yeah, they're definitely British. All right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, this is from Ross. He says, hey, guys. Ross, stress for less. I just listened to the new Nerdist Hostful podcast. Oh. And have now subscribed to your podcast. That's right, everybody. There's a new Hostful podcast that came out this week, last week, with Jonah and Chris and I back together for the first time since June. Wow. Yeah. There was a subject slightly touched on that I feel, certainly in my wife and I's experience, was very much overlooked. Resentment. I'm listening. Did you guys touch on that in the hostful? I don't know. Oh. I don't remember what we talked about. My wife and I were unable to conceive our own child. We were unable to go down the IVF route. Our issue was because of medication my wife has to take on a daily basis, mm -hmm. meaning that the chances of a successful and or healthy pregnancy were minuscule at best. Okay. We went down the adoption route. All right. Obviously, we don't know the emotional roller coaster you guys will be on, but trust me, we can relate on a certain level. The sheer intrusion, offense, and never-ending scrutiny of every aspect of our life, well, the effects are still felt today. Indeed, with the nature of adoption, we still get intrusions into our lives over five years later. I could rant for hours, but I won't. This is about you guys. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like something, periodic check-ins? Something that had come out of our experience was that we both have found ourselves resenting our son at times. Oh. That sounds horrible, but it's hard to get past oh, at times. I know what I said on the podcast. What'd you say? That I was going to resent this baby for costing so much money. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, you know what? I would prefer that you not say that so much. Why? Because the baby might hear it? Because you're speaking it into existence. Oh, no. I'm not going to resent the baby. Honey. 
I I just I don't. It's like when I resent a guitar I for being even, so expensive, I, and then I, I have it, and it's my favorite. I don't guitar. even I don't even like putting that sentiment out into the world. Oh my god, guys! When you really get into it, right? Go now. through everything that you have to go through, whatever route that you are on. It's hard to get past, and something that you really don't think about at the time. It's something that was never mentioned to us or anyone had thought about when discussing possible issues going forward. We had to do a four session course to quote, prepare us. Mm -hmm. I put prepare in quotes as well. It didn't. Interesting. When our son is acting up, pushing limits or just downright being a little shit, you can't help but think, Hey, do you have any idea what we went through to bring you into our home, our family? This has an extra level for us as we have to stop and think, what did he go through? And he went through some horror before he came to us. He was five when we first met him and he'd been in and out of care since the day of his birth. Again, mm. I don't want to go into too much detail. Mm. We had issues with misinformation and lies. Seriously, I could go on for days. If you're ever in Aberdeen, give me a shout and I'll buy you a beer or six. <laughs> but it all comes down to one thing. It's not his fault. The lies we were told, the behavioral issue he has, the developmental issues he has, the reasons we had to adopt everything. Indeed, it brings its own issue. When he's acting up, is it because of his circumstance or is it because he's just being a little shit? It's a minefield and you have to approach it very carefully. But you always have to get past the fact that you have to set a baseline at the point when the child comes into your life. What came before? Well, that's irrelevant and is out of his or her control. Sorry, this has been kind of rambly. It's hard to type out without going down many rabbit holes and going on about irrelevant things though they seem important to context. Fuck me, I'm on the edge of another hole. <laughs> I think my point is it's going to happen. There will be days, weeks, or even months of wondering why did we put ourselves through it for this or doesn't he or she get what we went through? The latter, no, they don't. In the moments that things may flare up, you don't or won't think about that. Mm. Um, all my best to you both, Ross. That was an amazing email. Yeah. I, you know what? I really appreciate his honesty. Um, good on you. These Ross, are these are hard things to to admit. Five year old. These are hard things to admit to yourself, let alone like admit to an audience. That's <coughs> the kind of you know not to compare your child to a dog, but since we are childless, that's all we have is Bo. But we always think about you know. We never blame Bo for, for being a shithead. Yeah. When he's attacking UPS trucks or terrified of leaves. <laughs> like, but we, we don't know what he did for the first year of his life. Well, and also just the very act of being surrendered to a shelter is extremely traumatic. Yeah. It's also why he, you know, for the first few months hated being dropped off at a at a daycare that only lasted like a month yeah but that, it was also yeah. like so horrifying that yeah. i told dory i was never doing it again i know it was so sad and now yeah. he's so excited when he gets there yeah he runs in yeah like, a, like and he a, like hugs the people yeah <laughs> he's very excited to play yeah um have you thought about putting your son on a uh, baby prozac <laughs> Have you thought about, have you thought, like, are you in... Oh, I guarantee you he's in therapy. Family therapy? It sounds like he might he be. Might, he must have to be, right? Right. They probably, like, mandate that. Ross, you if you're not, I'm sure you are. Yeah, we want to know. Um, but, yeah, I hear you. I've thought about that. Like, yeah. It's like, what if you do end up with, like, a bad seed? The good son. Or the good son. Oh, boy. 
Um, okay. How much time do we have? Uh, we could probably do one more email. Okay. And one more voicemail. Ooh, okay. Then I am going to play a voicemail. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh, boy. Oh, God. I went off the voicemails. Eh. Okay, here we go. Hi, Matt, Dory, and Bo. Um, I just had to pause the podcast. I was listening. Love Matt was talking about how guilty he feels when he doesn't express enough gratefulness for gifts and um, how you might not be a great gift giver and how that upsets him and how he doesn't like to point it out. I just wanted to say, you know, to Dory, I'm sure you're doing your best, so, you know, she don't did a great job this year. But also to Matt, I totally get you whenever you complain or talk about how it's just, you know, the Catholics saying, I'm exactly the same way. I am a really hard to get gifts for. I don't like most gifts people give me, <laughs> but I always feel guilty if I don't think I at least pretended to like them as much as they right. were expecting. Because you're right, they thought of you and they tried, and you need to be thankful no matter what. So I'm right there with you, and, you know, I'm sorry we both have this guilty burden, but hopefully you can slowly work through it and feel less guilty over time. And, you know, that's that's the best I can say. Anyway, um, happy holidays, and I love the podcast. Thank you so much for having it, and, yeah, have a good day. Bye. Well, thank you for getting my back here. But I Dory love did that a great she connected it to Catholicism. <laughs> well, it's the guilt. Yeah, it's a different kind. You know, it's a different kind of guilt than Jewish guilt. Yeah, it's a selfless guilt. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jewish guilt is, you know, Jewish guilt. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what were you saying, honey? I nailed it this year. You did, did a great job this year. She got me. Thank a, you. She got me. A, Brandon Bird, who is an artist a lot of you might be familiar with. If you are familiar with the Nerds podcast, then you probably have seen his work. Uh, but he uh, did this piece a couple years ago uh, titled, What If Frasier Was in the Fantastic Four? And it's the Fantastic Four with Kelsey Grammer popping out of the middle saying, uh, look out evil, I'm listening. It's pretty great. Or something to that effect. <laughs> anyway, it's great. I had it as a uh, fridge magnet. Someone gave me that. I think a podcast listener gave me the fridge magnet at some point. And uh, Dory got me the big print that is limited to 25 and yep. signed by the artist. Yep. And I had framed it framed. by Framebridge, who is yeah. not a sponsor of this podcast. But, but they should but be. But could be. <laughs> and you know what? They did a great job. Yeah. I also got a framed photo of Beauregard Bosch. No, you didn't. I mean, Bo got that for us. Yes. Bo got that <laughs> and, and wrote to mom and dad from Bo. Because he's such an egomaniac. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get this very handsome we photo of myself. Like, we should we should vacation with that photo. Oh, it would make me sad. It's going to be so weird when Bo is, uh, you know, not 
around anymore. I have that wonderful photo of him. It's going to be great, though. We're going to put his little urn Aww. up on the on the table and Aww. put that picture behind it. Honey, what else did I get you for Christmas? I mean, what else did Santa bring you for Christmas? Socks, underwear, shirt. And a book. A book about... Um, Tom Brady's greatness. Uh-huh. Tom Brady's fitness method. <laughs> the TB12. We were FaceTiming with my friend John. Uh, I was FaceTiming with him and the kids, and uh, Shannon had gotten him the same exact book. I know. It was so cute. Oh, boy. Wait, and what else did I get you? What did you get me? Oh, <laughs> she had a very weird back massager that like plugs in and is for my office chair. You have to admit it. I've used it a couple times. It's very comfortable. It's something. Doesn't it feel good to have like a heat on your back and a rolly thing? I'll let you know. Okay. Um, All right. We are going to read one more more email. um, To play us out. Oh, boy. These are all very long. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what? Why don't we stick with the Catholic theme? Okay. And we'll go for this email from Steve who doesn't have any fertility issues, but he has a life advice question. I'm an atheist. My girlfriend is Catholic. Wait, we skipped the preamble where he said he's a huge fan of the podcast and all of Matt's podcasts, Phoebe being his favorite, and Mosier is one of his favorite people on the planet. That's very sweet. Me too, buddy. Okay. I'm an atheist. My girlfriend is Catholic. It's never really been an issue until we started discussing having a child. Her and I both have one child from previous relationships, but we'd both like one more. Hmm. The problem is she wants to have the child baptized and attend Catholic school when they're old enough. Interesting. I see that as indoctrination, which uh-huh. I'm very much against. Uh-huh. I believe that religion is a very personal choice and one that's hard to make when you've only been taught one point of view your entire life. Interesting. We've both, we both feel very strongly about our points of view, and I just don't see a compromise happening. So my question is, oh, geez, what just happened? I don't know. Did your religious differences become an issue when the two of you started discussing having children? Oh, here we go. And if so, how did you resolve them? I fear this could be a deal breaker for us. Oh, boy. I love her with all my heart and don't want to break up. Unfortunately, I just don't see a resolution to this problem. I don't think a compromise is possible without one of us completely giving in. And that's never going to happen because we both feel so strongly about this topic. Should we break up and hope to find someone with else with similar beliefs or stay together and accept the fact that we will probably never have children together? As I said, we both have kids from previous relationships, so it wouldn't be the end of the world if we didn't have another one. Thanks for the help and keep up all the great work that you guys do. Um, so here's the deal. There's no compromise on this. Nope. Uh, and the, the lady's going to win. Yep. At the end. I'm sorry. But that's true. I even said, have the kid go to shul, but throw him in a Catholic school. And my wife was like, no. I didn't want him baptized or anything, or her. Baptized. Just wanted to send them to Catholic school because I think it's a great education for not as much money as private school. Here I am trying to make deals and save money. And Dory's like, no. I mean, is there anything more Jewish than saving money? Uh, our kid's not going to Catholic school. It's crazy to me. I don't understand it. I really don't. But at the same time, I will say this to you, Steve. I went to Catholic school and, uh, I was, you know, baptized and confirmed and whatever. (laughs) 
at the end of the day, it is what it is. And when you're an adult, you can sort of choose to do what it is you're going to do. I think I got a lot of good things out of the Catholic religion. I think that uh, I had a very good education. I went to a very good high school. Um, And, you know, I got to be on a lot of sports teams because we weren't very big. So I didn't have to be very good. Um, I got to be on a lot of sports teams too, even though my high school was 2000 students because we had so many types of sports teams. Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't, I really don't know Dory's problem with it. Um, and, uh, do I think this is an issue that's dead? No. Do I think I'm going to ultimately lose? Yes. Kids not going to Catholic school. Ah, boy. Why ignore? Why? Why not make a hybrid child that is both of us? The the child can celebrate Christmas and Easter. The child is not going to Catholic school. Celebrate Christmas and Easter under the traditional ways one does: the birth of the baby Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. They can understand that that's where their father's heritage comes from. Can they go to like Easter and Christmas Mass? No. Okay, that's ridiculous. Well, maybe Christmas Mass. Why not Easter Mass? Easter's a little creepy. Easter's not creepy. It's the best one. Mm, I don't know. It feels so religious. It's it's a little longer than normal, but yeah. Oh, right. Your your high holidays are not religious, honey. When when we got married, I told you our children were going to be raised Jewish. That was a non-negotiable. This is this is exactly what happened. And I'm so, fine with them being raised Jewish, but I think they should be raised Jewish and have to be sucked into what I got sucked into. That can't happen though. I'm sorry. It can. No. This is a Steve, you have opened quite a can of worms. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. So clearly, we have no advice for you. <laughs> Steve, it's a never-ending battle. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Um All right, everyone. Happy New Year. I'm not quite done with this argument. Um, we have some patrons we need to thank. And maybe we'll pick it up on the Patreon episode. If you're a $10 a month listener, oh God, you're getting this, your second... This Patreon episode is going to be like three <laughs> hours long. <laughs> now, they're half hour long. Uh, if you uh, go and support us for $5 a month, you're going to get one of our bonus episodes. And for $10 a month, you'll get both of them. And we also have broken the $1,000 a month threshold, which means we will be at some point recording a full length Patreon only bonus episode for all of our Patreon supporters. So if you want to get in on that. Oh, I didn't realize that was a thing. That is a thing. Dory likes setting a goal. I love a goal. Anyway, we reached our goal. It's time to say thank you to some of our Patreons. This is the batch uh, for January. This is the first batch for January. Uh, don't 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 worry if you don't hear your name. We'll be reading more names throughout the month. Michael Guerriero. Right. Yeah. Garrier. <laughs> uh, Laura Craycraft. I Laura. I assume you do crazy arts and crafts. Uh, Diane Martin. Hello, Diane. I hope everything's cold up in Rhode Island. Uh, Frederick Roy or Roa, if he is like the uh, great hockey player. Uh, Layla Arshid. I like Layla. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that name? It's a nice name. Uh, Jolene Sigler. Hey Jolene, thanks for thanks for sticking around. Greg Watchorn. I wonder what that name came from. Greg Watchorn? Like he watched like was He's this... Irish. Oh. 
He lives in Ireland. I wonder if one of his ancestors was, would watch a horn. Maybe. Uh, Angel Rivera the third. Thank you, Angel. Carolyn Land or Caroline? I think it's Caroline. Caroline Land. Uh, thank you. Christopher Fenegi. Oh, Christopher. Good to good to say your name again. Uh, Tara McElfrich. McElfrich. Tara. I'm sorry. I Or Tara. Oh, my God. Tara or Tara? Which one is it? Oh, no. Tara or Tara. Write in and tell us. <laughs> Stu. That one I get. Aaron Gudge. Aaron. She calls in. She has four kids and she still manages to be and a Patreon like three supporter. three dogs, I think. Uh, Aaron, how does your husband do it? Uh, Hannah Crowder. Hannah, thank you. Angie James. Thank you so much, Angie. Emily Chapin. Thank you, Emily. Lauren Gleason. You're great. Melody Baltazar. That's a fantastic name. Luke Evers. Thank you so much, Luke. Christina Turner. I like that as well. And Nicole Ponday. Uh, th- welcome back, Nicole. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thank you all so very much. Subscribe to my new podcast. Subscribe to Forever 35. It would delight Dory to know. And, and uh, Matt. Yeah, if I can get her uh, self-sufficient on her own two feet, guys, it'll be really <laughs> terrific. <laughs> Also, I didn't know how much money Dory made uh, at her job until yesterday. So that's a story for another day. Maybe the Patreon bonus episode. Oh, God. That's (laughs) out of control. (laughs) All right, guys. Bye, everyone. Happy New Year. You do you. (laughs) 